Hello to all, my name is Caroline and I'm pleased to welcome you to this podcast series where you'll get a teaser on the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference from professionals of the hospitality industry. I'm glad to welcome Clarissa Ediger and Shan Madavji today. Clarissa, Shan and Guillaume are actually the three founders of SDG Impact Stories Project. Clarissa and Shan will share with us their vision on sustainability and tell us a little more about the first three months into their project. Sustainability in all its forms, environmental, social, as well as financial, is one of the main topics that will be discussed on the second day of the EHL Global Online Alumni Conference. Good afternoon. Well, good morning for you, Clarissa and Shan. Uh, it's really a pleasure to have you both here and thank you for your participation to this series of podcasts for EHL Alumni Conference. Could you please start by introducing yourself with your name, uh, actual project and your career so far? Maybe we can start with Clarissa. Yes, with pleasure. Good morning, Caroline. Thank you so much for having us here. It's a true pleasure for us. So my name, as you mentioned, is Clarissa Hedegger. Um, I'm currently the co-founder of SDG Impact Stories with Shan. Before that, I was at EHL and graduated in 2019. And in between, I took a path at KPMG, which was an interesting one because I started with corporate auditing in Geneva because I wanted to work with the United Nations and the Red Cross. Unfortunately, because of the dynamic of the work environment, I ended up being at a huge Russian petro-trading company most of my time there, so didn't touch much of United Nations and Red Cross, which was hard, not very motivating because it was totally against my values. But at the same time, I feel like as someone who always wanted to do impact work or to learn more about sustainability, I felt like it was also a very interesting learning curve because being on the other side or let's say the dark side of an industry really teaches you so much about what's out there and what's at stake. And it really, I think it, it pushed me even further to to my, my motivation to do something that has more impact. At the end of the day, I, I decided to do a, a master's to go deeper, which is what I will do in September. And in between, I'm on this project with Shan for six months. Oh, and I'm Swiss, Brazilian and Chinese. Ah, okay. We, we are all from so many different countries, but that's great. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Great. Thank you, Clarissa. Shane, you want to introduce yourself as well? Yes, of course. So first, thank you for the opportunity, Caroline. That's wonderful. So my name is Sean. I'm a Swiss-Belgian citizen originally from India. I graduated from EHL in June 2021. And yeah, I've been passionate about social entrepreneurship for a long time. So my first exposure to social entrepreneurship was in Kenya in 2014. Uh, when I did a, a camp in sustainable development where I met social entrepreneurs for the first time. So basically, um, social entrepreneurship is a really simple idea. It's this concept that you can have a profitable business and at the same time have a positive impact at a social and or environmental level. And back then, so in, in, in 2014, I thought it was really powerful. And uh, yeah, after EHL, I, I really wanted to be part of something meaningful. And so the project was born, SDG Impact Stories. Uh, what is it? It's a, a world tour of social entrepreneurs. So six months, 20 countries to tell the stories of more than 50 social entrepreneurs. Amazing. 
since you spoke about the projection uh, just now, could you maybe share with us one social entrepreneur that you've met so far that really inspired you? Clarissa, if you have someone in mind. Yeah, thank you so much for asking that, Caroline. So we've met so far 25 entrepreneurs, which is a lot, and we have 25 more to meet. Uh, I would say it's very hard to pick because all of them are really, truly inspiring and all have their own stories. I'm going to go for Smart Fish. So they're based in Mexico and there's a lot of problems around the fishing industry. And Smart Fish is cutting out a lot of problems and having a social but also an environmental impact by what they're doing. They're still pretty small, but having a big impact, let's say. Their business model is really inspiring and I, what I believe in What I always say, the power of social entrepreneurship and of our project is that when we tell the stories and the solutions of how these entrepreneurs are addressing the problems at hand, their innovative ideas can actually be applied in many different locations around the world if you just kind of adapt it to, obviously, the local challenges. So, yeah, I would say that's the one that inspired me the most and that needs the, the most encouragement. I want to see more of companies like Smartfish. Okay, well, great. It sounds really inspiring. And we will know more about uh, their actions in your future video about them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shan, what about you? Well, I love Smartfish as well, also because it helps suppress as many intermediaries. It just empowers fishermen to be more sustainable, to have a, a better power of um, negotiation. So I think Smartfish is a really good one. Uh, there's another one that, that was really striking to me. It's called Clink. So basically, when we were in London, we visited the first restaurant that was open within the walls of a prison. Clink is an organization that helps inmates, so prisoners, to reconnect with the outside world in, in many different ways. So one way they do it is they train them with hospitality skills. So that restaurant is full of waiters who are actually prisoners. There's a bar and the bartenders are also prisoners. Everyone who runs the restaurant is actually an inmate. So I think that helping inmates reconnect with the outside world, helping them find a job Uh, when they go out, helping them connect with companies, with big hotels. That's exactly what Kling does. And it just empowers them to, uh, again, be active members of the society, to contribute, not necessarily go back to their criminal life that they might have before. So it's quite innovative and impactful. Sounds really interesting. Thank you both for speaking more about sustainability, because it will be one of the major topics of the second day of the conference. Can you share with us your vision on how sustainability, that isn't a new topic, has become a real emergency nowadays? Yeah, with pleasure, Caroline. Thank you so much. I'll say I'm I'm happy. Like, it's better late than never. I'm glad that now it's more of an emergency than before. And it's better like this than not at all. But we're still very behind. And especially in the last few weeks, We've been traveling a lot in different countries, and I see how the mindsets change around this topic from one country to another. And it's really surprising for me because it's just become such a norm to go food shopping without plastic bags. I have my own shopping and fruit and veggies bag. I buy my pasta, my dry foods, my laundry and cleaning projects all in the bulk store. I bring my own pots. I have my own water bottle and I don't understand why people still buy pet bottles in situations where you could have your own. 
I have a bamboo toothbrush and I walk around with my own bamboo cutlery and my metal straw, which I use every time someone hands me a plastic straw. And it's just, it's small, not super impactful, but it's also just so simple. And I've changed this lifestyle in the last two years. And in only two years, it just became such a norm for me. And it shocks me when I, I see people who accept a plastic bag when they have space in their bag. So that's another source of frustration, I would say. <laughs> But we always start with small things and hopefully uh, it becomes bigger. Shad, what about you? How do you see it more in emergency? We are right now in a situation of crisis. So many people have been warning us for a long time but it's it, it looks like um, we refuse to see the obvious until we, we don't have the choice so right now we see that temperatures are rising that uh, we absolutely need to do something with, with co2 emissions at the same time there's still a lot of social issues challenges a lot of inequalities in the world and what i want to say is that everything is linked we we often talk about sustainability as social and environmental pillars For some people, it's it's only the environmental pillar that's the most important, but actually the two of them are really connected. And the third pillar of sustainability, which is the, the financial pillar, is also very, very important. So I think that it's essential that first people understand a little bit more what sustainability means, that it's not just reducing CO2 emissions and doing something for the planet, is working hand-on-hand -hand with governments, companies, individuals, making sure that we consume products and services in companies that share our values, uh, reduce as much plastic use as, as possible, try to, to speak up when there's something that doesn't make sense, and just play our part. So Clarissa mentioned the, the little things that she, she does on a daily basis. That is really important. The government has a huge role to play as well. We, we really live in a crisis. It's important to create more incentives, in my opinion, for purpose-driven companies that have an impact at a social and or environmental level. It can be through taxes. Uh, it can be through subsidies. It can be through partnerships to collaboration. Yeah, just overall, I think that big institutions, big organizations, big companies, firms, government need to do even more Because, yeah, there's been a switch that has been observed in the past two, three years, I would say. But yeah, right now, uh, we need a commitment from all the stakeholders, not just one or two. At an individual level, we also uh, need to do everything we can to contribute to that transition. Thanks a lot to both of you, Clarissa and Shan, for your time today. It's only in the morning for you. You are right now in Quito, right? That is correct. So I wish you a very good end of the day. And I hope to speak with you very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was a pleasure. Enjoy the evening. Thank you so much, Caroline. Have a nice evening. Thank you to all of you for listening to this mini-series about the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference on 1st and 2nd of June. Stay tuned to the next episodes featuring specialists in the field who will tell us more on the different topics of the conference to come.